Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, 9th August 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 90, verse 4, which says, For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. So, friends, as they say, if we see Tuesday, it means we have survived Monday. And all of us are seeing Tuesday, a somewhat cloudy day in my area with the usual promise of rain. But we can't put our trust in it because if it even falls, these days it's just a sprinkle, not enough to make any real difference to the earth's thirst. But you know what? That's the beauty of our Christian faith. We don't give up. We keep on hoping, eagerly expecting things to turn around because that's the promise of our Heavenly Father to work out all things for our good in His time. And He's never late or absent. It's just that His timeline is so very different to ours. So what does the good book say about it? eh? Peter tells us, But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And that comes from 2 Peter 3, 8. And Moses, who certainly knew something about God, says in Psalm 90, For a thousand years in thy sight are as but yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. That tells us that even if we live to a hundred years, it's not even like a day in God's sight. So sometimes when we are anxious about the timing of things, we need to remember that God's timetable is not like ours, and it calls for the utmost of faith, trust, and belief to wait on Him. And oftentimes it's not easy, especially when the world is nipping at our heels, calling for its pound of flesh. But I can assure you from personal experience too, that God is never late. He might seem somewhat tardy and often shows up at the very last moment, but he's always on time. And sometimes that tardiness is often the test of our faith and trust to see if we can back up our talk with actual and active faith, waiting without any serious qualms, fully knowing that he will show up on time and take us safely through whatever storm we are facing. And we have a good example of that kind of faith with Jonah in the belly of the whale. Even though he knew that he had disobeyed God's directive and was was being punished for it, deep down he understood about God's goodness, mercy, and second chances. The good book describes it thus. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason or because of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard or answered me, out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. And that comes from Jonah 2, 1 to 2. Yes, friends, although Jonah was definitely in a kind of hell 
all tangled up in the insides of the great fish, he was still cognizant enough to know where his bread was buttered, and that's in the Lord God of his forefathers. Consequently, his faith rose up. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again to thy holy temple. And that comes from Jonah 2.4. Now, that's what true faith is about, my fellow believers. It's like the cream coming to the top when things seem the least likely to happen. And I like how the scholars describe Jonah's situation. They say Jonah's prayer is poetic in form and has three movements, each beginning with the rehearsal of the prophet's impossible situation and each culminating in an expression of his faith in spite of his impossible circumstances. The first movement is in verses 2 to 4. The second movement is in verses 5 to 6, while the third movement is in verses 7 to 9. Now, how many of us in such a dire situation would ever have thought about praying po poetically and in movements? <laughs> Very few, if any. But such was the level of Jonah's faith and also his repentance for disobeying God's command. So let's hear the rest of his prayer found in the last two movements. The waters come past me about even to the soul. The depth or deep closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms, that's the foundations or bases of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me. That means they closed behind me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, that's from the pit. O Lord my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came or went up unto thee into thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities, that's worthless idols, forsake their own mercy or loving kindness. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed for salvation is of the Lord. Uh, oh, friends, I hope you enjoyed those poetic lines and movements that Jonah assembled deep in the belly of the fish when his lights certainly looked like they were going out. And that comes from Jonah 2, 5 to 9. But again, that's what real faith is about. The never giving up, the always trusting in God, though it seems futile because it's never over with our God until it's over. Yes, me people, until we see him face to face on the other side, we have to always have faith in him on this side. And we can see that by the reaction that Jonah's last minute prayer wrought. The good book details it thus. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited, vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. And that's Jonah 2.10. And please note that the Lord caused him to be vomited up on dry land, not in the water, so that he would still have to swim for his life to reach the shore. And that's another wonderful thing about our God. He takes all the small 
but important details into consideration. And if you've been walking with him for some time, I'm sure you'll have noticed that. He introduces and makes provision for things that we don't even think about. That's why it's ever so important to put our sincere and total faith and trust in him, to surrender our whole life to him so that he can take charge and care of all that we are about and make us become all that he's planned from day one for us to become. Now, for those of us who truly believe and are doing our best to live for him, let's go home declaring, sure, you believe I spell declaring wrong, but it's not going to stop us anyhow from declaring or choose the mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. As one strong and sincere voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. And now, friends, it behooves us to go out and share that amazing friendship and love of Jesus with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Christianity, it's simply about faith and trust in Christ Jesus, nothing more. And that's the gospel truth, my people. All we have to do is to believe and trust in Jesus, believe what he says, and do what he asks us to do, and everything will be fine. But because we are so stubborn and hard-headed, we want to do our own thing, which gets us into trouble. So please, let's wake up and realize that we're doing wrong now, and get to living seriously and sincerely for Jesus, because that's the best option we have in this sinful and ungodly world. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.